Another fun. Okay, so uh, to do a reset because we we took last week off. I don't know if this will actually translate to a week off on the on the podcast proper. Um, thanks to podcast editor to the stars, uh, Mark Warren at Mister Okie Dokes. Um, thank you, Mark. Uh, so this is Strength Check. This is uh, the Kids on Bikes slash uh, eventually Elves on Bikes <laughs> version. Uh, of the game, uh, we have several academics um, who are collaborating with me on a story set in the town of Maple Oak uh, in the year. Uh, what do we say? It's January 1992, right? Yeah. Um, when we started, right. the students have just come back from break. And the point of this podcast, um, besides us uh, just reliving <laughs> the early 90s. Um, and kind of having flashbacks, good and bad. Um, we want to find ways to use this game to be better teachers, and, and what that involves is using the game to kind of work through the, the subject matters that we teach. So um, we all are, um, like I said, college professors. We have some similar backgrounds, um, although we're not all technically in the same types of programs or departments. Um, I guess I should go through. I'm really bad at introducing people in general, but I have realized that every week we haven't been doing like a cast introduction. Um, so we should do that. Um, as always, we've got uh, Dr. Mike Dando with us. We have Dr. Joan Antunis, Dr. Brand New Doctor, and we didn't properly shout out Brand New Doctor, <laughs> Shauna Lesur. And this week, silently in the background, uh, Kind of in like a, a student teacher kind of role, classroom observation, uh, may chime in as she sees fit, may not hear anything from her <laughs> the entire the next hour she's or so. There. Yeah, she's there, um, and she she knows what you're doing, um, Dr. Jordana Navarro. Um, so thank you all for continuing with this um, ridiculousness <laughs> of whatever is happening. Um, the kids in Maple Oak. So when we left off last time, the kids were in the middle of their school day, or they were at lunch, right? Um, and Brett, Brett was looking for Brittany, um, couldn't find her. Um, we had, we have set up the, uh, the summer musical as of now is going to be Phantom. Um, but we know coming down the line, there's, there's definitely... Uh, a lawsuit on the way. Um, waiting in the wings. Waiting in the wings, yes. Uh, in a future episode, we'll, we'll deal with the ramifications of that um, from Andrew Lloyd Webber. I almost said from Paul F. Tompkins, but that's just wishful thinking <laughs> that, <laughs> that we can get that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they, uh, they're at lunch. Um, the principal, Mrs. Stark, comes in and sends everybody off to their homerooms. There's some kind of emergency. She talked to both the, or, both or, or several of the, the lunch aides in the cafeteria or the cafetorium. She got up on stage in the cafetorium to make this announcement. Um, if all students could quietly <laughs> return to their homerooms. Um, do any of your characters actually do this quietly? Uh, Sam does, but she doesn't hurry. Like, starts like immediately. She's like, "All right, sure." Yeah. Yes. Like, like makes a, not, a, a there's a no urgency. Makes a show of like finishing what's on her tray. It was Taco Pizza Day too. That's right. It was. Like a, yeah. another bite, a couple of bites of taco pizza, making sure to chew it a hundred times. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, just uh, with Sam. <laughs> Doing the same. <laughs> All right. 
Um, yeah, you paid you paid two dollars and fifty cents for that taco pizza. You got to get your her her yeah, money's worth. Hard. She's gonna get her money's worth. <laughs> um, what does Chris do? What is Chris's reaction to this? I I think Chris would stay back, but think about if there's anything to be seen, whether it's gore or any anything equivalent to it. Anything that she can kind of th- think of scientifically, she'll probably try and follow the crowd, but as she follows, she tries to get to where the action is with her notebook. <laughs> um, there's definitely no gore. And we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the gore. I had an idea for a, a gory scene, but I think it's too early uh, in the show to start busting out all of that. Um, so I've I've put you each in a different homeroom um, with a, a different homeroom teacher. Um, so uh, Chris has Mrs. Rafferty for homeroom. Mrs. Rafferty is an English teacher. Uh, Aylin has Mrs. Kerensky, who teaches social studies. And Sam has Mrs. McGumphrey, um, who is a math teacher. I will allow you to uh, decorate your homerooms however you however you want to. Um, figure out where uh, your, your students are seated in there, um, their relationships with these teachers... Um, and and what they what these what these women are like, I I turn that over to you. Is a Rafferty is an English teacher. Yeah. And yep. Kerensky is also an English or, no, or uh, social studies. Kerensky is social studies. Social, yep. Social studies and Montgomery is math. Math. Okay. Yep. Great. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Sam's uh, in in one of the classrooms, uh, and it, since it's a math classroom, um, there are lots of like corny uh, those corny like motivational posters that you clearly get from an educational yep. company. Like you can do it, but only if you try. Like you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> it's like yeah, okay. Um, and like dancing, like dancing pencils, but everything else is really still sort of. Um, just real, real straightforward, and by that I mean the desks are in a row. Like it's not like, hey, we're going to collaborate. It's all uh, just like a grid and yep. stacks of books mm-hmm. on the like you know, stacks of stacks of classroom sets of math books, trade books, algebra two books. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's a maybe there is a there's maybe there's an overhead projector. In the classroom, but oh, for uh, sure, it doesn't get used that doesn't really get used that much because um, Miss uh, Montgomery is sort of old school. She likes her math on the chalkboard. Yep. Of yeah. Which there is, of which there is an abundant amount. <laughs> yeah, none of that newfangled technology from the nineteen seventies. None of this dry erase nonsense. Want <laughs> to erase? I'm going to erase. Yeah. I see your, like, I like the motivational poster. I'm laughing because I thought of one that's just like, hard work is fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's, it's, there's a specific, there's a specific type of motivational poster that happens in education, especially in secondary, like elementary, primary grades are, like, are one thing. It's like, sharing is great. Yep. Like, I objectively agree with that. But then they start lying to you about middle school. <laughs> like, your actions make your habits. And your habits are supposed to be like... It's very much this, like, social control thing, but it's sort of done with dancing apples. Like, <laughs> this is... So that's those types of things. Those, like... Yep. These are what go in a classroom. Like, there's no, like, Dave Matthews Band post. I guess it wouldn't be Dave Matthews Band yet. But there's no, like, cool posters... Right, not even like retro cool posters. Not even like a Doors poster. Is this math? Is this math class? Then there has to be there has to be a poster with the Olympiads. True. And <laughs> this is true. Like there has to be. Like we will make it to the Olympiads. We this can do it. Olymp- yeah, math. The 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 latest. Um, 
if she's Miss McGumphrey can also be the uh, the math Olympiad coach. She takes very much yeah. takes pride in that, um, and then has like the current like matchups next to the Olympiad poster, like the next town over, whatever that is, Maple Oaks, <laughs> like ne- math math Olympiad nemesis. It's like now watch out for Johnson. He's really good on those. He's really good on those that geometry stuff. Pythagorean theorem. He's on that Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> so yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of person I see Miss McGaffrey to be. And Sam just sits down in the back, doesn't want any thing, any trouble, any notice, any anything. She's trying to keep her head down and get through the day. She was told to go to the go to the place. Go go to homeroom, and that's not a battle worth fighting. Okay, good. Um, Aelin was also kind of dragging her feet a little bit. What is what does she do trying to get back there, and what does Mrs. Kerensky's room look like? Uh, so Aelin doesn't hate Mrs. Kerensky. That's one of the few teachers who actually sees her for who she is, because I think Aelin needs one of those. Everyone else seems to be undermining her because they think they're doing what's right for her. It's like the one teacher who listens. Um, this teacher, though, is generally considered to be really intense and kind of nutty. Um, so they don't like the kids who don't try, and they have no problem telling them that. Um, so some of these kids hate her. Um, she's one of those overhead projector users that has blue fingers because she's always licking her finger and then wiping stuff off. Oh, gross. Because she's got fixed stuff, right? Because she's got to have it perfect. Um, there's maps all over the room, of course, but there's this huge bulletin board that she always puts on with contemporary news, like things that are happening. And she wants students to read it, so she has all these newspapers there, and literally no one reads these newspapers. But she's always updating this thing almost daily because she wants people to be up, you know, up to date, and she wants people to, to vote when they can vote. She's always like the person who runs the voting booths at the schools. You know, some schools are where you know that town goes to vote. She's in charge of that. She's big on it. Literally, no one cares. But Aylin and her get along because Aylin at least half tries. Yeah, and when um, when you got back from the holiday break, uh, and you and Aileen came into Kerensky's room for homeroom that first day, she had put a big. She had used, I don't know if she would have used marker or tape, um, but on her, her map of the world, um, she put uh, like a big X over the what would have now been the recently former Soviet Union. Yep. Um, and so I think she's probably got she's probably uh like like redone her entire curriculum to talk about the cold war again and everyone knows about the berlin wall because she yep. makes them nobody cares there's but actually stayed and talked with her about it one time so now she loves her <laughs> nobody cares yeah she definitely has like a chunk of rock that she yes, that might be from um, and there's and there's also a Boris Yeltsin picture up in in her room wow. somewhere. She probably was one of the people who was protesting the the Vietnam War and protested the bombing of Cambodia, and she tells them all about that. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. She was probably a little punk rock back in the day, yeah. right? Listens to the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> Probably has like a band shirt. Most of the students don't like her. Yep. Yeah. 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 And uh, I didn't. I didn't even think about like how the fall of the Soviet Union places into this, but um, I I did borrow her name from uh, somebody from the early days of the Russian Revolution. (laughs) They're reading Ten Days That Shook the World Now, and Kerensky was like one of like the head of the provisional government before the Bolshevik Revolution. so, kind of a weird, a weird little bit of providence that just worked out here somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, the Boris Yeltsin picture, good old Boris. And Aylin has to sit in the front because this woman expects her to, because she thinks they're friends. Like that's her student. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, great. Um, how is? Uh, Chris doing so Chris is looking for the gore 
there is no gore. Um, I imagine that she she probably gets swept up into the crowd as they yep. as they filter into different rooms. She's in the crowd. She'd follow them, but she'd still have her little notebook, the one the one with the trippy designs. Yep. And trying and she'll have a theory about, you know, what could this potentially be. And I, we can't forget that always that foremost of her question is, what's in the mustard? <laughs> so she always tries to bring everything back to is it related to the mustard? Back to the mustard. Right. Did they, you know, and and um, depending on what class she's going to, I mean, she could be because I don't know if you guys. I was reading that Marilyn's having their seventeen-year cicada mm-hmm. again, so she could be researching when the next like big cicada outbreak yeah. will take place because she wants to know whether or not it's that. That's the bug. Yep. Man, those I was here with last time, last cicada. Those things are nasty. You'll look down while you're driving, and there'll be yep. one staring up at you. Yeah. So oh, yeah. No. So she'd be, she'd be kind of trying to figure out what was happening, just hanging mm-hmm. back, but also you know thinking about whether or not it's mustard related because that's her jam. If she ended up in English in her English homeroom, we can't forget that they're doing that project on Julius Caesar, which I know Mike loves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, I don't I guess we could make Rafferty that teacher. I need to do a better job of keeping notes on who the staff is and everything. Um so what is what does Mrs. Rafferty's classroom look like, do you think, Joan? Well, there has to be I think there should there first of all there has to be a poster of Lawrence Olivier <laughs> in one of his um Shakespearean roles. Um, let me take a look at the dates because those kind of they're like so many. Um, she'll have like posters of Richard the Third of the classic. Her dream is to go to London to attend the theater mm-hmm. so that she could actually be at one of these things. Now, what would her favorite? She's a fan of the English. She's a fan of the classics, so Shakespeare. Um, yeah, she she wants she 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 she's particularly fond of the love stories, except that she found it would be easier to do Julius Caesar, given the interest in the play. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Is she always um, she, she just as an English teacher? You don't you don't get to a lot of times you don't get to pick, and so she she's Julius Caesar is fine, but she always like keeps mentioning how it's not her favorite. She really. <laughs> Like, like she likes the romances better, but yeah. but tries to still stress the importance of it. Like I've met teachers who are like I don't really like this, but <laughs> which really undercuts you teaching it. It's like this is terrible, but we're still gonna do it. Yeah. So maybe yeah, she likes she likes much ado about nothing because like it has all the elements of you know humor and Julius Caesar's no much ado about nothing. But what is? <laughs> <laughs> um yep. so this is right around like the beginning i think of the the teen sex panic in the u.s right 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 around then it might have been a little early i thought that was the 1800s true <laughs> touche <laughs> embedded no, into the u.s constitution yeah this yeah the most recent yep the nut yeah the last 20th century version one before the 21st century version with the uh, the snap bracelets and whatever or whatever that was um, yes, right. this iteration of puritanism <laughs> all that is to say that maybe she's teaching Julius Caesar because of the school board and the school board worrying yep. that Romeo and Juliet is just is going to give the kids bad ideas <laughs> right yeah Yep. Yeah, she definitely has to have a, a, a she has to have a poster of Lawrence Olivier in Hamlet. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was, she was also Othello, but Hamlet, I feel. Yeah. It would be great. Yeah, I don't know and if Maple Oak is ready to tackle Othello. Quotes. Huh? I was going to say I don't know if Maple Oak is ready to tackle Othello. 
That's she, could have, she could have like inspirational quotes around the around the room, like to kind of try and and get these kids to be enthused. But this is a little too—it's a little too airy fairy for Chris. Like <laughs> it's too—it's for her. She like she wants her science stuff. Yeah, it just reminds her of her parents. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, can her can the motivational quotes that are up on the wall um, can they be ones that that uh, Rafferty wrote herself? <laughs> you know, some of them could be. <laughs> One of them could be much ado about something. Yeah. <laughs> like, she could like totally twist. Make your life much ado about something. Yes. Yeah, something like that. And it has to have like, it has to have a picture next to it. Like like a almost almost like a false attribution of a quote. But I, I don't know who like, it would be. Uh, like Mark like Twain. That. Mark Twain. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Twain voice bubble. <laughs> I think she would have several like that. Probably. That she that she wrote herself or that are kind of like Jane Austen. <laughs> and she totally like she kind of plagiarizes them, but oh yeah, twists them. Yeah, to kind of <laughs> like like eh, yeah, no, obnoxious pithy aphorisms. <laughs> yep. Poor yep. Yeah, but but Chris isn't having any of that BS, man. Yeah. She like she doesn't. She wants. She she she's just buying her time for chemistry class because that's where the action is. <laughs> Okay, good. Um, she's so, trying, oh, another thing. She's trying to get the teacher, Miss Rafferty, the English, to maybe, maybe potentially add Isaac Asimov to the, to the, to the curriculum. <laughs> but Miss Rafferty keeps saying no. <laughs> the foundation is just too advanced. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, excellent books, though. I was thinking about rereading those. Um. So, because Chris is the is the one who's the most curious about what's going on, um, I I would like to know how how is she trying to to figure this out? Like, how is she trying to piece together why they've all been sent to homeroom? She she try and see if oh, what did we call him? We called him. What did we call him? <laughs> Jordana's like taking pictures of us. <laughs> Um, it's Brad no Brad so she, so she could try to get Brad to be her minion mm-hmm. like, is Brad the, the older one or the younger no, one no isn't the Brad older and, one Brett yeah it's Brett, Brett and Brad yep it's the bees man no yep. Brad is the is the is the like the Ralph guy Ralph Wiggum yeah yep yeah Ralph Wiggum yeah Brett's so brother she, Brad yep <laughs> I swear to God, these names, I can't... <laughs> so she could try to make him... She she tries to make him kind of like her minion in that respect. Like, hey, why don't you go and check? Because he'd get in trouble, but not her. Mm-hmm. And kind of... <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brad wouldn't be in her homeroom, though. Her homeroom, no. Because that's why, that's Brad why is in the... back before she gets there. Okay. Like, to kind of see if she can pick him up okay. on the way out and go, yo, dude, I need you to do this for me. Go so check out and see what the, see if you can figure out, like, get sent to the principal's office somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what kind of role? That would have to be a way to charm him, right? Well, doesn't he have, I thought... Correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't he have some sort of crush? Is it on Aelin or is it on Stan? Like, isn't there like, wasn't there someone who was really nice to him once? <laughs> Aelin was, and then it was super Aelin. awkward. But she's like maternal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So she might, she might say, you know, I have an in with Aelin. <laughs> we're in the same. I think it's that, chemistry. A, like, we're in, we're in chemistry class together. That's a that's a charm role, right? Yeah. yeah, that's definitely charm role. Yeah, <laughs> she's the loner weirdo, right? So charm is D four. I thought she was a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I'm not. Sam's the loner weirdo. Oh, okay, so she is. 
So charm is d6. Sam is Sam is not a charmer. So don't if you can make a. What? If you can make a dice roll, please. Oh yes, I'm gonna bust, use my new dice. Use your new dice, yeah. I gotta set up a D and D game. I I need to. So do I use all of them or just one? Just just one. <laughs> so you just use the the, the yeah the one that you've seen. Which one? The, the one that's most familiar to you, the regular looking six sided die. None of the funky ones. There's so many. <laughs> dice collecting is addictive. Right. So, so be ready. Jordan, when did the when did the movie War Games come out? It was 1989, wasn't it? Yeah, Jordan, you can be the specialty on like cyber early cyber warfare. <laughs> oh my god, will you stop looking at pictures on the phone? <laughs> yeah, please. I don't know how to work the chat box on my phone. <laughs> That's my finger file. Alright, that's for my tenure file. I don't know how to work the chat box on my phone. I'm trying to chat you and not interrupt you all. That's okay. No, interrupt. Creative for me. Interrupt. Yes, you can. You can, in spite of you. Okay, I'm gonna roll. Look at this beauty. I'm looking. I'm gonna be like the like the what do you call it, like the YouTubers. <laughs> That's funny. That's like an influencer, Joan. Yep. You're like showing your product. Her first, I know, yeah. her first die roll officially. I know. In this realm of nerddom. <laughs> I got a six. So the kids Excellent. on bike, the kids on bike rules say you get to roll it again if you if you roll the the highest value. Okay. So you get to I'm roll it. Doing it. <laughs> Five. Is that called like an explosion? Yeah, it's an explosion. Yep. Um. So, uh, yeah, Chris is very charming. Um, maybe uh, almost like uh, unlike herself. <laughs> very. Um. And I think. Maybe she like says like how how would Aelin do this and tries to channel some of of what um, she has seen with her headgear on and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, big headgear head on. Bad skin. Yep. Yeah. I can do this. <laughs> she she's starting to remind me a little bit of the um, oh, there's an SNL character that Amy Poehler played. Uh, Rick. yeah, yeah. Rick. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a little bit of Chris in there. Horatio Sands. Yep. <laughs> a little, a little bit of Chris in there. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Brad, um, at at the mention that um, she knows Aelin. Uh, whether okay, this yeah. is whether this is part of like a weird crush or just like this this familiarity like Aelin is somebody who has looked out for him before um he he, he does he like he, he agrees to go along with this right like he he's unsure of like how he's gonna find out what's going on um cause he's gonna go back to his his classroom his homeroom so yeah he asks Chris like well I'm supposed to go back to my homeroom. Where should I go? Tell them you need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> she could help. Classic. Isn't it classic? classic excuse. I, 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 the pizza taco pizza didn't 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 do any didn't do any good, man. Okay. It did me no favors. It did me no favors. <laughs> And he's like, well, yeah. I mean, because at that age, it's either I need to, you know, like, it's the, that's the classic. For girls, it's like the classic. Oh, I'm not, I've got girl problems. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that how they get get out of, like, PE and stuff? It, it, I, I, it's, it's that kind of, yeah, of course, it only works with male teachers, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brad, um kind of reflexively like grabs his belly um yeah. like okay I'll tell him I have to go potty <laughs> 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 
very, but he says it like very confidently. I'm so defensive of Brad, just as a like as an actual human, not as a player, but like as an actual human. This pretend person, like you leave Brad alone. He said Bobby and it's fine. And the funny thing is, right? Like we're talking about the, just the fact that Aylin talked to him once. Now he's yep. just you can just see the little hearts form in his eyes. Someone, a girl, talked to me. Now we're married. <laughs> <laughs> she did grab his hand once. Yeah. Yep. Engagement right there. <laughs> I mean, I, at that age, like as soon as someone just talks to you or is nice to you, like, yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's true love. Yeah. I don't know. Like, since we started this project, we've been trying to hook Aylin up with somebody. It's weird. Aylin <laughs> like, is the only one who gets this this storyline. <laughs> Um, I mean, because Chris, I can't imagine Chris, I mean, Sam would pummel anybody. Yeah. <laughs> be like, no. <laughs> I like how Mike's like, well, maybe. She needs, she needs no man. Poor <laughs> <laughs> woman. I don't know. I haven't asked her, but guess what? I haven't asked she her. She looks, she looks, out, I don't think, looks out for number one. Yeah. And yeah. Chris isn't mature enough to actually think about it yet, right? Because we... Then we discussed that she hasn't even reached puberty yet. Yeah, that's so right. That. <laughs> yeah. So she more has certainly has not even... leap. I know. <laughs> the she has some decent feelings for Scott Bakula, but that's about it. <laughs> I don't even know why, but yeah. The quantum Leapers. She can't quite articulate it either, yeah. She could try and get message out to the Quantum Leapers so they could find out what happened. Activate Leaper Network. <laughs> think that needs to happen and she needs to say it that way. Well, I don't tell you how to game, but that's awesome. <laughs> and this is this is where we need Jordana, I think, because there Chris would have to to call into a local BBS. <laughs> the, the, the Northwest Quantum Leap BBS or, or some kind of sci-fi. There's some interesting stuff going on right now. <laughs> oh a ham radio yup oh yeah <laughs> she's got a ham she's got uh yeah she's she's a member of several uh bbs's um even the ones where you have to have a password to join um so you can get like all the all the games you're not supposed really to have to bbs for the foreigner here man uh, bulletin boards. It's a bulletin board system. It's pre-internet, um, okay. and so it was a. You would call in. We uh, threw modem um, to another computer. Yep, to another computer, and like you would be able to chat with this person through their computer, and they would use their computer as like a hub for like different chats. And do we need to define and... modem? <laughs> Don't we need to define modem? You good? <laughs> I killed no. But, but 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 could they could they have could they have pagers? Was this pre cell phone? Yeah. Could they all have pagers? Oh yeah, this would be pagers. This is yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a big flex though. Like that in ninety two. That's like yeah. That's and a big like rap, like pagers. Yeah. Oh, like that that's like rap level bling. Like hip hop were like hit up my pager like that was yep. a way to go out yeah she had the like if like the rich kids would have pagers yeah for sure they could have walkie talkies that they try to use <gasps> as the leaper network has walkie talkies <laughs> I, it's, it's some combination of this right like once we wear Jordana down and <laughs> have her like, why am I here again? Have her come up with what the what the Pacific Northwest bulletin board system might look like in nineteen ninety two for oh, all these goodness. dorky kids to use. Like <laughs> the Scott Bakula fan club. Um randomly Chris has been on many debates online or on the on the BBS about Bakula versus Shatner. <laughs> just, just putting that out there. Okay, so she she finds a way to kind of. Well, if she has a, her walkie-talkie on her, she's she's got to find a way to, um, reach out Is but that, keep it silent because of all the static feedback that it gives off. 
Is that something that we that she would keep in her backpack? Yeah. Like on the on the character sheet? Is that like a backpack thing? Yeah. I I also feel that it wouldn't be Shatner. It would have to be Picard. It's a fair point. Oh yeah. Right. Because John Luke has his and, and she 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 kind of I would she would vacillate because John Luke has his own personal, you know. Attraction. Well, Riker, if she had like if someone has a crush on someone in that show, it's usually Riker, right? Oh God, no! It's Picard. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Picard. It's Picard all the way. End either. But <laughs> the crush is still there. But but this is Chris, though. So <laughs> isn't she going to be more into either Jordy? Data, data, or oh. data. Jordy makes sense to me. I don't know because Data. I I'll, I'm going to throw out a long shot here. I kind of think Chris might be a Chief O'Brien girl. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he's a engineer. Yeah, he's got that accent, that brogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's married. Oh, that's just that's that's not anything I that. Well, yeah, don't forget she has those wacko parents, so she's like, she she needs the stability. <laughs> the stability. Okay, so she could, she could, she could, she could like kind of like O'Brien, but I, I think she has this like really secret that she'll never tell anybody. Crush on Worf. <laughs> yep. That's it. Really? That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then she has discussions about Let's... about Worf. And versus Jordy versus Data versus O'Brien with her friends. <laughs> Andy's going to lose it. <laughs> and then compares them to Bakula Ooh. and Quantum Leap. So the Leapers. <laughs> I'm glad we've, we've already talked about, though, how it's all over for all of them once the X-Files comes out. Because yes. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She will... Mulder all the way. Mulder all the way. She'll probably try to dye her hair to look like Scully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, and it won't go well to turn pumpkin. It's oh, going to be no. great. Like, bright Bozo the Clown Red. <laughs> her, mom, her, her mom has this, like, mixture of henna guaranteed to work. And then it doesn't. All right. So, anyway. <laughs> so... She activates the Weeper network. I feel that this is like per- too I'll much of a personal talking. story for me, man. <laughs> Listen, that's what I'm saying. That's good teaching, right? Good teaching should be personal in some way. <laughs> My fascination with Picard and Data and Worf secretly. <laughs> um, so she she checks in on the walkie-talkie. Um. There, there's definitely some kind of code, right, that she has to to see if anybody's on that signal. Um, let me see. Let me see if anybody is out there. Uh, yeah. So she gets a she gets a response um, from somebody. Um, it's a guy. Uh, Let's say he is in, he's in college. Chris probably wouldn't have given a. Mike's like what? Twist, gross. Well, but no, because I don't think Chris would have like would have revealed her age on this. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. There's great potential for this to be disgusting. We're not going that way, though. This is no, 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 no. No. But it, be, it really is so, Patrick Stewart who answers. <laughs> can, the, can the BBS, because I don't know much about the system, but could it be like transcontinental or we have to, have, did it have to be? It just had to be local. Yeah. Oh, it could only be local? Um, the, you I mean, get like some, uh, you some could, sci-fi uh, fan in India or something, like I mean, a Raj mm, type. No, she because you... could accidentally get the mystery person from the uh, diner, whoever that dude was. Maybe. Whoever that, whoever Mr. Gray was, is he also a sci-fi fan? I haven't thought about that or not. I have to ask him. I should. I should. There's a, co- a college guy though. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. I'm just trying to think of like who would be 
who who would be the types to be carrying around the walkie-talkies to be on the Quantum Leap fan club network? I mean, the, <laughs> like, what was the... Didn't we talk about one of the... Because we could make it, like... I just kind of, like... Um, some of the kids... What were some of the kids... One of the kids that his parents had the um, restaurant... Or was that, oh, a chick? that was a girl. Her older brother. So the girl that was teaching them the Bollywood dance to yeah. and stuff. She could have an older brother who's okay. really into sci-fi. Okay. Yeah, maybe he's the, maybe he runs the bulletin board system on like an old computer he put together somehow. That that actually that that's good. I like that. Um, well, and his parents were really smart and skilled at lots of things, so I'm sure they had better education than a lot of the other kids oh yeah for sure um yeah he runs it he runs it out of the restaurant like he's he graduated from high school and is working and helping at the restaurant um for now yeah yeah probably talked them into buying the computer to help with like the accounts inventory yeah Yeah. (laughs) yep and is running this this bulletin board system for the county from there uh, so Sam Sam gets in touch with him. He needs a name. Praveen Prasad. Prasad. Okay, we'll call him Prasad. S A D. Oh, Prasad. P R A S A D. Yeah, that's what I got. Okay. Thank you. Wow. So yeah, so uh, she she gets in touch with Prasad, and um, um, she they probably have like trucker lingo that they speak in. <laughs> like I like the idea of her being like, "What's your twenty, good buddy?" <laughs> <laughs> she would take this very seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your tw- did you just say? What's your twenty good buddy? Yeah. What's your twenty good buddy? Yeah. Lots of ten fours and over and outs <laughs> are are happening with Roger. these kids. Yep. Yep. Um. Uh. Prasad says that uh, he hasn't heard anything, but he is going to uh, he's going to do some digging. He's gonna try to he's gonna try to get into the Maple Oak computers and find out what's going on. Um, I, and I think Prasad and Chris usually have a lot of debates about what make what character what which is the best character on Star on Star Trek Generation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my sense is that young man would be by far the best at technology in the whole town. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's what Chris is doing. Um, how is how is Sam doing in uh, her class? Is she just sitting there trying to just ride this out, or um, is she curious at all about what's going on? Sam's curious, um, although uh, more sort of just uh, the way a a teenage a, a teenager would be in, in terms of. It's, it's a passing curiosity. She's sort of like paying attention, but she's not going to activate any sort of network or anything. She's kind of just... <laughs> Ten four. Right, right. She's kind of just listening to what other people are saying. She's paying... Like, she always pays attention to her surroundings. Yeah. Um, which okay. Is, um, which is, you know, part of her character's makeup. Yep. So she's always paying attention to her surroundings. That includes listening um, to what folks are either speculating wildly or um, you know in, quasi-informed mm-hmm. right so she's just trying to suss out what is real from what is the sort of adolescent adolescent rantings and specu- speculations um, and is paying particular attention to um, what Miss McGumphrey how she's playing it because that's where the real uh, that that's where you get your real news from. Uh huh. Um. So Mrs. McGlumphrey is uh, at her desk, and she is she's looking at a chessboard. She has one of those like super, like really cheap chessboards, right? Like the the very flimsy right. fold in half board and the plastic pieces. Um, because she is in yeah, she bring is the good stuff to the school. No. Yeah, I think she's. I see her as as the kind of woman who's engaged in one of those uh, like play by mail chess games, <laughs> right? They mail the moves. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Um. So she tonight's four, and then wait two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, or if not longer, right? She's maybe she's playing yeah. with somebody on the other side of the world, which is really funny. Um, in a in a the whole storyline that just emerged from my head. Um, anyway, uh, so do any of you remember the name of the security guard that we came up with? That was. Give me a second. Um, frozen flagpole, and that is to the security guard. Um, Gus, did I not write that down? It seems like I should have. Mr. Gus. Mr. Gus, yeah. Mr. Gus, the security guard. Mr. Gus. Um, so, uh, McGlumphrey is is puzzling over the next move to make in her long-distance um, chess game, um, really acting, like, nonplussed with everything going on. And Mr. Gus uh, knocks on the door, um, sticks his head in, and he says to her... Um, you got everybody here? And she looks up. Um, you see her kind of like count, uh, pointing at, at kids. Um, and she says, uh, yep, all accounted for. Um, and Mr. Gus says, all right, good. Uh, and he, he tries to, he starts to close the door and duck back out of the room. And McGlumphrey says, um, uh, everything okay, Mr. Gus? And, um, Gus pauses for a second, um, he hears what she says, and, uh, he says, um, uh, let you know soon, and shuts the door. Uh, the kids around, around Sam, um, since she's listening for any kind of conspiracy theories that they might have, or any, uh, ideas that they her classmates have about what might be going on um i think they would be all over the place (laughs) i think uh somebody would say that there was a bomb uh that comes from a kid uh who seems likely to bring a bomb to school one day (laughs) uh i think it's like the heavy metal kid in town is is positing that uh, I think a couple of kids would, would say that this is a drill. They think it's, they think it's just a drill. Somebody says it's a fire drill. And then the other kids start making fun of them. Like, why would a fire drill lock us all inside? And that kid is like, exactly. <laughs> That's why. Um, oh, <laughs> um <laughs> is, and, and, uh, I'm still, trying to figure out the uh the exact mechanics so is this in D I'd do an i'd roll an insight check but um is this a um is this something where um sam would notice whether or whether or not or how um mr gus seemed to be right like is he does he seem does mr gus seem shook or concerned or is this just like not a big thing I think this would be a... This got a, really dark all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> just you wait. Like, to teach his homicide, this got real dark all of a sudden. Just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still trying to figure out who, the, the mystery around um, Miss Betty. Yeah. Poor Miss Betty. So I would say a brain so check. Yeah. I, I so think, this is, I mean... Contemporarily, this would be like this would be a, a completely different thing, just with education policy. To be honest, given yeah. given everything, so that's what I'm trying to figure out is given this era, mm-hmm. um, is this um, it does this seem to be uh, alarming for the era? Because uh, Miss McGlumphrey doesn't seem to mind or care, but uh, Mr. Gus, I wonder, I wonder about Mr. Gus because. Miss uh, Miss Miss Stark seemed to be trying to put on a good face, but she's that's her job. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Gus less so. He wears he wears his dumb heart on his sleeve. <laughs> I mean, could Mr. Gus just for some fun? Could Mr. Gus make suggestion like a play suggestion to the teacher, like oh, Rook to King Nine or something? <laughs> yeah, maybe he doesn't understand. You're about to lose your Rook. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Like, just to kind of, like, 
which which is which would then maybe trigger like Sam's interest. She's like, what 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 just happened there? Yeah, so Mr. Gus is the kind of guy who would uh, who would see the board and 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 think that this is like checkers, right? So he would he would try to like jump upon, and and he he comes in and he he like she's very like she's more concerned about this. The letter probably just came today with the next move, um, and is like puzzling this over. And I also think that she's not the kind of teacher who really cares so much about teaching like maybe she's close to retirement um i'm but not sure she's, like into the chess then she yeah. has to have like a picture of gary kasparov like <laughs> on her death yeah yeah because like if she's gonna do that like she has to fit the profile yeah shout out to gary kasparov we'll have to tag him in this episode when we post on twitter <laughs> uh yeah um mr gus comes in and uh, she she tells him everybody's there. Um, it plays out just like it was before. He he takes the rook and he like jumps it over a couple of pieces. Um, and he the piece lands like ends in the middle of the board, but he still says "king me." <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, the Glumfrey like swats like smacks his hand out of the way. Um, um, and. Uh, that's when she says, uh, is, is everything all right? And he says, um, I'll let you know. And she says, uh, can you tell us what's going on? And, um, he, uh, uh, he kind of looks at her and he looks at the kids and you, you see that he's trying to like figure out, um, what he can say, uh, to let her know what's happening without like, upsetting the kids at all or like causing a panic um because i mean clearly this is before there would be any kind of protocol or guidelines for stuff like this um and he's just a big dumb guy too uh poor gus Gus. yeah um maybe we'll find out that gus is really brett and brad's dad one day (laughs) uh he would say um like yeah, uh, nothing, nothing to worry about. Um, just someone on the premises who's not supposed to be here. And then he shuts the door. Um, so hearing that, uh, what does Sam? So we need a, we need a brains check from Sam. You got it. Ooh. What's up? That's my D eight. Seven. Okay. Uh Yeah, she would she would see that uh Gus looks a little he's upset. I mean, he's he's very he's very clearly upset. Um I mean, he's he's not a smart guy, but he, even at checkers, like he would know that <laughs> the rook doesn't you wouldn't king me in the right. middle of the board. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Uh so there's there's that part of it. Um, as far as like, Sam is definitely alerted to the the situation, or or that everything is not actually okay. Yeah, yep. She would yep. she would know that it's not like immediate danger. I'm trying to think of like what would the only the only time I can remember being in school where there is the sense of like real immediate danger was a tornado, right? Right. Like I, I can still remember, like fifth grade, when they they made us take shelter and the it went really close to us. Right. Um, In Washington, the big thing was earthquakes. Okay. Yeah, ours ours were ours were tornadoes in, in ours were tornadoes in Pennsylvania, and we would you know you go into the you go into the hallway and yep and, and cover, but you know this uh, it and there I'm. So Sam just doesn't, you know, you got your backpack and sometimes you unpack or you, but, but Sam stays, Sam sees what's going on and she was going to sort of un- get out her, um, uh, her Rolling Stone magazine, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but she just reached for it, but then she decides better of it because yep. she wants to, if she's got a, if she's got a, which she has in her backpack, by the way, because you gotta, you gotta read the reviews, right? This is, this is what she does. 
Um, and so she doesn't even she, she keeps her Walkman in, in the bag. She keeps her Rolling Stone in the bag. Her bag of uh, pixie. Her bag of dust. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. She's got her. Um, and, but she stays ready, so she doesn't like get comfortable because she's on quasi not alert, but she knows she's anticipating something else. Mm-hmm. She's waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was trying to find what what would have been on the cover of that that Rolling Stone. This website only has it's got a lot from '92, but not not everything. And they're not in chron like why wouldn't you put these in chronological order? And it's on RollingStone.com. Come on, Rolling Stone, do better. Oh wait. Here it is. Amazon's got it. It was Sinead. Wouldn't it have been Sinead? I think it's Sinead O'Connor. Or, no, that's October. Yeah. So let's see. Dern going all the way down. March, January. Oh, no. It's Hunter S. Thompson. Wacko, I got Wacko Jacko. Hunter, Hunter S. Thompson. I think it's... Really? Are you sure? <laughs> that's what this Amazon listing has. Oh, I'm on, I'm on, actually, I'm on Rolling Stone website. <laughs> Yeah, I, I went there too, and they didn't have it in order. I have well, I'll let me send it to you. Rolling nineteen eighty two Rolling Stone covers. Oh, is it nineteen eighty two or nineteen ninety? Ninety two. Yeah, Sinead O'Connor is October ninety two. Yes, and then if you go down, scroll down. April. Yeah, I'm at the same. Wayne's World is in March. That'll be fun. Oh, January 9th, nineteen ninety two. Wacko Jacko. Yeah. Good catch. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's Wacko Jacko. <laughs> we got so much interaction going on in the background. <laughs> so let's go to Aylin. Shauna, are you back yet? Yes. Because <laughs> she's always juggling 500 things. At this point, she wants to know which of two things she has to do because if it's a legit crisis, she has to go pick up the kids because she knows she's going to have to go get the, the small siblings. If it's a, not a legit crisis, she's terrified she's going to be in trouble at work for showing up late because they're going to keep them here. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to get out, but she doesn't know which way she has to go. So she wants to figure out, do I go pick up the kids or do I try to get to work? Okay, so she is going to try to... Um, is she going to try to get out of... Kerensky's class out of the classroom? Yeah, she's going to try to have Kerensky help her leave school. Okay. How How is she going to make that pitch? Like, I, I want to know. So Kerensky is, like I said, she's the only one who kind of gets her. She's like, okay, so I can't lose my job. So if this is not serious, I, I need to get out of here because I'm afraid they're going to keep us here and it's going to be a problem if I stay too long. And if it's not, if it's actually a, a big emergency, you know, my, my mom's not going to pick up the kids. I have to go get my siblings, make sure that they're safe, because if they're calling people's parents, I am their parent. I have to be able to get out of here. So she just lays it out there. Okay. Um, can you make a charm check? I Hold, will. Roll charm. Her charm is 10. Yeah. Ooh, zero. That's a 10. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> yep. Yeah, it took a long time to figure out how those for me to figure to like understand those. So you get to roll it again and add that okay. add that to it. And I sorry, I dropped it. And a four. Okay. Um. Yeah, Kerensky is like, um, she probably does that teacher thing where she like she holds your hand, but like like this you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> and like is like patting the top of your hand and um she's like uh like oh no sweetheart i understand um i'll and maybe she would even be like a little conspiratorial and be like i'll cover for you <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that would be better yeah <laughs> yeah um okay uh so Aelin has escaped the classroom <laughs> and uh, out into the hall. Um, uh, you can hear Mr. Gus around the corner 
um, and and you hear him uh, talking to Brad. <laughs> you hear you hear Brad saying like Brad is putting on like his best fake um, pain voice. Um, like I really gotta go, Mister Gus. It hurts real bad. I gotta go potty. <laughs> and and Gus is like, oh god, what would what would like an an exasperated teacher say then? Like that's not cursing because I can only, I can only think of like <laughs> stuff on, he would Jamie, say. Wait. Like, um. Can't you hold it? <laughs> yeah, can't you hold yeah, it? Yeah, can't you hold it? And Brad is like, no, I, Mr. Gusset hurt so bad. <sighs> and, um... Maybe he burped for good measure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why Mike... Mike is, like, shaking his head. I mean, he has to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Gus is like... Like he, yeah, he, he, he burps, and and I think I'm, Brad is probably a boy who can fart on command. <laughs> if we're gonna be honest but, with, but if our, he says potty, wouldn't he say toot? Maybe he would be a tutor. Yeah, yeah, tutor, tooty fruity. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's, Mike's disapproving head shakes, man. Why? Why? Uh, he could toot on command. Yeah. Um, and so, like, he does that, and, uh, you see, like, the color go out of Mr. Gus's face. <laughs> and, like, of all the times for this to happen, this boy has to have this happen now. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you hear, you hear him say, like, um, oh, God. He's like, all right, well, just, just go on, son. Just go, just go take care of yourself. And... Um, go to the nurse if you need to. Um, and you hear, you hear Brad say like, okay, thanks, Mr. Gus. And like clomp off. Like, I think Brad is one of those boys that like, when he runs, he really slaps his feet <laughs> against the ground. <laughs> he doesn't really roll the foot. Yeah. It's yep. Football. <laughs> yeah. He's flat. Yeah, flat, just like whapping the ball of his the balls of his feet yeah. on the floor That's instead of like <laughs> on that like that linoleum. <laughs> linoleum. Yep, it echoes for miles. A derpy little boy. I love him. Um, and... I love that I I really am feeling. I understand the exasperation of Mr. <laughs> Gus right now. It's like I'm trying to deal with the situation, and this kid is farting. Yo. <laughs> This is the least I ugh, just go. Just go. Um and so uh I assume that Aelin is gonna use this as a distraction. Right? Yeah. Um okay. Even though she wasn't privy to the plan that, that Chris uh came up with. It's just convenient. <laughs> yep, very convenient. Uh so she uh she is able to get out. Um, this is before there would have been any kind of cameras, uh, in the building, um, or, or even doors that would have, like, automatically locked down or anything. Um, so she's able to get out, uh, get out of the building. Um, she gets to the parking lot. Uh, can you make a, I guess it would be a brains check. I guess we're going to have to say brains for like, any kind of mental thing. Okay, her brains wasn't super high, right? It's a D eight. Yeah. So let's see. Ah. Six. Is this one eight? No, oh, that's ten. Th this one's eight. Yeah. Alright. Got a six. Okay. Uh so she she gets in her car. <clears throat> just in time <laughs> to uh she like ducks into the car um throws her backpack into the passenger seat ducks in the car uh shuts the door just as Mr. Gus comes outside and Mr. Gus hears the car door slam and like his head his head turns um, but he doesn't see her um uh waits a second I think for Gus to go like uh charging off in another direction and uh, starts her car, 
um, and pulls out. Can you make another another brains check? Yeah. So, an eight. All right, so that's an explosion. So roll again and, and add it. Three. All right, an 11. Um, as you're driving away, you see the gray guy that you saw the other day, and he is, um, he has a shovel over his shoulder, and he is walking along, there's a, um, there's woods near the school. I think we've talked about. He is walking along the border of the woods with a shovel over his shoulder. And that's where we'll wrap up today. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. <laughs> Based on a real story.